Welcome back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flatlow. Thank you for joining us. And there's so many ways to do that, Mitchell. On Twitter, it is at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report. Don't forget our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash your tech report, and lots of cool stuff on Instagram as well. You know, you know, Mark, I'm really excited about this <laughs> this next interview. And here here's why I'm excited about this. We we get so caught up in the obvious. When we talk about uh, smart devices, smart home, smart devices, we think basically about our, our phones, correct? Smart home, we think about speakers and lighting, but there are so many better applications for smart devices that have so much more to do with the core everyday chores, with the everyday functionality of our homes and lives. And that is where a company like Amber comes in. Absolutely. And this is one of these instances, Mitchell, where I follow when, when CES goes on, I follow a lot of press releases. I look to see what people are doing. And when I saw a press release from Amber pop up, the, the term a disruptive tech startup kind of popped into my face. And I started looking more into the company. So I said, let's reach out and let's get their CMO on. Rob Halligan, welcome to your tech report. Thank you for being here. We appreciate your time. Hey, guys. How are you? We're, do, we're doing wonderful. You know, disruptive tech startup. Where does that term come from? Is that one of those kind of say, okay, this is how we're going to describe ourselves. But it doesn't really say much, but it says a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Amber's um, Amber's um, a young company, um, a startup with, that uh, has a pretty uh, pretty amazing breakthrough uh, in AC to DC power conversion. Um, it's kind of the most unsexy part of smart smart products, and actually all of, all electrical appliances. Uh, and the company was able to have a, a very very compelling. Uh, technology breakthrough in AC to DC power conversion and, and electrical um, power switching, uh, which is essentially transforming uh, the electrical infrastructure and how it performs within uh, homes and buildings. Specifically, today's smart outlets have a single function embedded in that infrastructure, wireless on and off, and maybe, maybe can tell you how much energy you're using, um, but a single function on and off. And what Amber has been able to do is to transform that location, that what they call a gang box, those little places where your switches and your outlets sit, um, transform how energy is managed to have exponential number of sensors and IoT and smart home functions embedded in these locations. You know, you use the term sexy, which I love, because we talk to a lot of different companies, and I'll give you an example. We, we have a relationship with folks over at Linksys, and when we're talking about, you know, Linksys, you know, wireless products, wireless internet, all that stuff, you know, we talk about products that used to basically sit in the background. You know, a router wasn't something that people used to get excited about. It gave you the internet, and that was it. People were happy, fine, it works, leave it alone. Now, the internet is, the you know, the very hub of our existence in terms of smart products, but to take it a step further... You can't even power your router or internet without electricity, without everything working electrically in your home. So this really takes, this is at the core of any product that you use, being able to manage uh, circuit breakers, outlets, none of your technology, nothing works unless this works well. But uh, give us some examples of some of the advantages of having smart products when it comes to ACDC, when it comes to your outlets. What are some of the advantages the average consumer can reap from having their outlets or their circuit breakers being smarter? So, absolutely. So let's take a look at the current smart home today, which is sure. probably around 20% of the U.S. homes today, for example. Um, typical home has about seven sensors in there, anchored largely on security monitoring, um, okay. but about seven sensors throughout your house. So to call it a smart home is really almost 
humorous because it's, it's <laughs> kind of smart, right? Seven sensors around a house. It's not even all your windows or not even all your rooms are, 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 are protected. Um, so what Amber does, it's breakthrough, sits in the electrical infrastructure and creates what we call the fifth utility. You've got, you know, gas, plumbing, HVAC, and the electrical stuff. Again, Thomas Edison would be very proud of how that works today. Um, and it sits with some of the, you know, most advanced technology with Thomas Edison level 1950s electrification. What we have done is we've taken an old what they call electromechanical function that sits in a, in a smart outlet or a smart switch today. Um, and we've made it solid state. So no moving parts. And we have a path to silicon chips for the technology. What that does is it drops the size and increases efficiency of the performance of AC power, which is in the walls, and your copper wire in the walls, to DC, which is what an appliance or a smart product uses. That conversion is now solid state. It's a board, a classic, you know, board that goes in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a product. And that disruption blows open the ability to add not just one function for Internet of Things and smart home, but 10, 15 features integrated in those single locations. So where today's smart homes have um, seven sensors, we'll do that in one wall, in every wall in a room. So think of it this way. Imagine motion detection humidity detection. Imagine things like um, uh, temperature detection in every wall, in every room of the house, almost making a thermostat's need obsolete because through your cell phone, you can then control the temperature in your house based on the room you're in. You don't have to go back to the thermostat to turn it on and off. You'll know in the family room, I want it to be 62 degrees or 72 degrees or whatever. And so that capability embedded in the walls, um, having a dimmer, so real, true, flickerless dimming today of an LED bulb, for example. So you plug it into the outlet and you can have true dimming. Um, carbon monoxide or gas detection. Even the safety things like um, over-voltage protection in every electrical outlet. Uh, electrical fires are one of the biggest problems uh, um, for homes, is that the electrical grid then can catch fire if it's over, overheated. Um, so these kinds of things, but, but, but more importantly, things like not just power metering, understanding the energy that's being used. We uniquely enable you to manage it because we went from electromechanical to solid state, we've been able to bake artificial intelligence into that solid state. So when you plug that refrigerator in, it knows that it, exactly what that refrigerator needs from power. And so as opposed to pushing a, a 110 um, volt charge into that motor for the refrigerator, it will modulate down to 90. You get more efficiency out of that refrigerator motor, plus you save energy. Or in the case of a, a television or a monitor that's plugged in and you're in, on vacation, that, that monitor's consuming energy. There's an estimate that between you know, 10 to 20 percent uh, of the power used in a home or a building is what they call phantom power. It's power that's wasted. Um, we can know that the device is not being used, and we can modulate down to the barest minimum, saving energy. And then when the device is called upon for use, like a monitor, we can push that DC power right up to, to the appropriate levels. That kind of intelligence in every outlet and switch receptacle in a home is transformative to IoT. It takes those little lick-and-stick sensors that are battery-powered that sit in the corner of a smart home today and puts them in every wall. So you don't have what we call wall warts everywhere. It's elegantly in the infrastructure of the home. 
Rob, why is it taking so long for this technology to to exist? Because the way you describe it and the way in which the technology works, it seems like this is something that we should have had our, our you know had a grip on years ago. Yeah, agreed. However, uh, invention and innovation sometimes does not happen on the expected timing. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, there's been some of the biggest companies on Earth have been working on this for years and have failed to execute it. Um, our team of entrepreneurs, um, who are multiple serial entrepreneurs, um, have done this drill before. And our, our, our technology and innovation team, um, in particular, are experts in this. And I can um, you know, point to products in the marketplace uh, that, 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 that uh, these people worked on that are truly um, breakthrough. In this case, this breakthrough was the unsexy part of, of IOT and, uh, and smart home devices because it's, it's, they were looking at wireless connectivity and sensing. They weren't looking at the very architecture that creates yeah. that power. Um, folks like ADT, for example, those are all wireless and battery-powered systems that are placed in an ADT house. Yeah. There's nothing that's in the infrastructure. And think of a builder. Builders are very slow to adopt the smart home stuff, although some are starting to make progress. Part of it, what's missing is this fifth utility, this infrastructure that people can plug into. Think of this for, for, for uh, water. You have infrastructure for water in your house. You can just you know plug in a hose and then use the water. There's nothing like that in buildings or homes today for smart home and, 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 and Internet of Things. We've changed that with our breakthrough. We've taken that unsexy uh, AC to DC power conversion and made it sexy. We call it uh, the enabling technology. We enable exponential Internet of Things sensors to be aggregated in these these ubiquitous locations, these universal locations in homes. And we've turned, like I said, turned turn what used to be six sensors per house. We'll do that uh, times two in every wall. Okay, so... Uh, Rob, I'm completely sold. Uh, I'm ready to have this in my house. I want to have a smarter electrical system throughout my house. I'm sure people that are listening are now feeling the same way. So what does it entail on the consumer side? Are we talking about having to have your panel replaced on the electric, on the electrical side? Is it something that could be done uh, through the boxes throughout the house? What is the, if the consumer says, I want to do this, what are the first steps? What do they actually physically have to do? So um, the products that we offer are, um, or w- will offer, will be in market um, end of the year, early next year with, right. with some strategic partners. Um, and essentially, it's, it's smarter outlets, smarter switches, um, first ever um, GFCI, which is the, the outlets that sit in a kitchen or a bathroom to protect that you against yeah. wa- <laughs> electrification with water, um, and circuit breakers, okay? This infrastructure, this fifth utility architecture, uh, is, um, is, is electrically wired products. And so while um, my brother Dave could certainly put it in, more likely it's, um, it's a contractor or a certified electrician that will put gotcha. this, this infrastructure in. Certainly, an individual could do it, but this is really a, a professional install. And what we believe is that um, for, for commercial buildings and, and residential, residential build, buildings, residential homes, um, that as people go and do remodels of their house, yep. they might even have an ADT system or a Vivint system or someone else out there, Alarm.com system. But the concept of doing a kitchen or bathroom remodel, and by the way, there's about 20 million homes a year that get a some kind of a remodel for kitchen and bathroom. 
Forget about the, the back of the house and, the, and other rooms. When those contractors and electricians come in that house, this is the opportunity to say, let me upgrade my infrastructure. Let me put, you know, not just smarter devices in there. The fact that Amber delivers solid state, it's safer, so less danger of fire and, and electrocution. It is more reliable. It's solid state, no moving parts. Um, and it's, it's got more intelligence, so it understands how to manage your energy much better. And so this breakthrough um, is really I- I- implemented by, by the professional um, contractors and, and, and electricians in the marketplace. So does the technology can coexist with you know, existing infrastructure, or does it have to be a complete overhaul of a home, for example? So that's that's a great that's a great question. When you think of all these uh, receptacles for outlets and switches in your house, for example, um, our structure doesn't have to be in every wall. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. Imagine one or two in a room. Then all of a sudden you've got motion detection. Imagine this. Imagine this that that every room in a house has an outlet with a speaker, where you can integrate Alexa into the system. Yeah. We are that infrastructure that sits underneath. And your preferred smart home product can sit on top, whether it be a single product like a, a Nest camera, and a Nest, um, but it, uh, or or a full system like from ADT or Vivint or others. Um, we will sit underneath and support that, and those systems can can plug right in. The expertise to put our system in is no different than putting in a dumb outlet wired in and ready to go. We'll have Wi-Fi capabilities, even um, Zigbee, and then Bluetooth. So we could even have a mesh structure with Bluetooth. That, that's quite interesting, and there's a, some interesting examples of how that could be a benefit for basically new homes. So for people who are manufacturing, obviously, all those cameras or smart home speakers, et cetera, et cetera, are they, do they license your technology to work on top of it? So we, we are working with um, um, some of the major partners out there. We can't really disclose that right yeah, now, course. but some major partners that are major players in the industry. CES this year, the computer uh, Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas in January was very, very um, exciting for us. Yeah. We had um, lots of some of the top players roll through our our venue, and uh, with some great, some great and positive feedback. None of these people have ever said no. They're looking at us, saying, "Okay, how and yeah. when?" So that's very exciting for a young, uh, disruptive startup to have that kind of um, uh, um, interest from these major players. So how can people follow the progress and, you know, obviously see something when it comes to market, I guess, ambersi.com? Yeah, that's ambersi. Ambersi.com is our website. Um, Over the next year, you'll see progress from us um, unfold as we move through um, our process and into physical products uh, in the market next year. Awesome. Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We're going to we're going to definitely going to keep in touch so we can follow the story and definitely see how things progress. Great, absolutely. We'll keep you guys up to date for sure. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. Thank you for following along with us. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. There's more Your Tech Report after this. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.
Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.